this time of year is all about setting those goals and making those resolutions. But what if you have failed before? Is there any sense in even setting goals? Guess what? That's what we're talking about today on Healthy Harmony. Welcome to Healthy Harmony, where we help you clarify and discuss health tactics to harmonize your life. I'm your host and health coach, Jennifer Pickett, and today my guest is Wayne Salmons. Wayne has dedicated his life to developing solutions and strategies that make a significant impact on the quality of people's lives and their business. In the past decade, he has coached and trained over 5,000 entrepreneurs. He was one of the top coaches for the number one coaching company in the world and ranked with the top 1% of realtors. He's been called the empowerment coach, the entrepreneur's mentalist, the heart coach, an extreme results guy, an epic life strategy. But you know what? His favorite title is dad. Um, You can find him writing, coaching, speaking, but you can also find him playing in the backyard with his kids and laughing with his beautiful wife. Wayne's passion is to empower people just like you to actively engage and participate in their own transformation and success to be their own hero. Wayne, I am beyond excited that you've joined us for this podcast today. How are you? I am great. Thrilled to be here. Glad we're doing this. It's going to be fun. So, okay, I'm not even going to mess around. I'm just going to start. I'm just going to start like with the hard stuff right off the bat. <laughs> I love Everybody, it. Right for the good, are you ready? Do it. Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Everybody this time of year. I mean, it's, it's January, so everybody's like, okay, I know I need to set some goals. I need to make some resolutions because that's what you do this time <laughs> of year. But dang, I've really, you know... I'm holding on to some guilt, some shame, some disappointment because I have failed before. So I'm going to ask a tough question first. Tell me about your biggest failure. Man, there's like, there's a bunch. I mean, you know, it's easy to give like the high minded answer of like, I love all my failures because they led me to where they are, where, you know, where I am right now, whatever. And and yet, like I have had some things that I, if I could go back, I would a hundred percent do them different, you know? And I think probably the biggest one for me was, you know, 10 years ago, literally had an affair, screwed my entire life up, messed my business up to the point where I lost everything. So within a, a short, it's amazing how fall you can fast, you know, or how fast you can fall, right? And it's amazing. Within a couple months, I was literally, you know, living my my best life in a sense to being, you know, sleeping on the floor of a vacant building, and um, that's probably one of the, one of the biggest ones. You know, I mean, just Ooh. the impact that that had on my my family, my kids, the whole nine. So that was a big deal. That's a light. That's a that's a huge one, Wayne. I didn't know. I didn't know you were going to go there. I, yeah. I mean, I appreciate that. Let's just that do it. Let's just do it. <laughs> Let's just. I mean, we said we were going to get right into it, so you didn't even mess around. So, the affair and the absolute destruction of your family yep. and sleeping on the floor. How in the world do you come back from that? Like that is, that's not like a little bitty mistake. That's a life altering mistake. That's a huge failure, um, especially when other people are involved. So how do you get over that guilt and that shame and like 
pick yourself up and move forward because that's a big one. That's yeah. a big one. Well, and, and I would love to say like, it was this one thing that just made all the difference. And yet the reality is it was a lot of different things. You know what I mean? It was definitely a process of getting back up. And yet, I, as I look, I think probably the biggest thing that helped me get through that, I mean, there's, there's lots of different things. I literally wrote a book on it because I, I, what I realized is most of us don't have good a process to get back up, right? Like we don't actually have a plan to get back right, up. We, right. we fall down, we're feeling around in the dark trying to figure out what we need to do. Um, so for me, it really came down to to getting clear on like what were the questions I was asking myself and, and honestly the biggest thing for me was realizing nobody was kind of a theme of my life now like nobody was coming to save me nobody was going to show up on a white horse and 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 help me get back up I literally had to be my so own hero and do all the work right which is which is I didn't realize that I kind of had Prince Charming syndrome right like I was kind of waiting for someone to show up and at least help <laughs> you know and it was like, oh, it was like Dude, yeah. nobody's coming to help nobody's gonna get you over this you gotta do all this work yourself and and I had to I, I mean you talk about guilt and shame I think that was one of the biggest things that I didn't necessarily anticipate it's just realizing like I thought that I had failed beyond repair and it's just like hey this is it you're a failure um, and it literally, I almost took my life during that period because I really thought the world would be a better place off without me. My kids would be better off without me. Um, it, it, I thought I had screwed up so bad that I could never get back up. And what I had to re my realize was is, is that those those failures were bruises. They weren't tattoos, right? It was something that I did. It wasn't mm -hmm. necessarily who I was. And, um, you know, I think one of the things that got me through that was realizing, hey, if it could get better, even if it took 20 years to get better, would it be worth it? Um, and, and kind of holding on to some of those truths was, was some of the stuff that helped me get back up. My goodness. Okay, so going from that, you said a few things there that I, I wanted to uh, to emphasize. First of all, that that Prince Charming mm -hmm. syndrome that, mm -hmm. hey, somebody's going to come in to save right. me. Somebody's going to come in to fix this or or this is kind of owed yeah. to me. I need some I need some help and somebody can fix this for uh -huh. me. Um, we do. We have that yes. expectation. So that's kind of an eye opening moment for me of, hey, things are not going the way I want them to. But um, you know, it's it's not my yeah. fault. Yeah. If, if my spouse would change, um, or my some, kids would change, or if I just had a different boss, or you know, whatever it is, if, if the rules would change, whatever, like all these ways, we're looking for somebody just to save us. Yeah, exactly. We're looking for someone else to save us, and um, we're not turning in the right direction. That's for sure. But you you made a statement. You kind of slipped it in there, um, and I about fell out of my chair. You said that um, during this really difficult time, you even thought about taking your life. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about that. I know this is a difficult place to go, uh, but I know that others have struggled and had these thoughts. Yeah. So like unpack that for me a little bit. Well, and, and I mean, to kind of like get in my head at that point, it, looking back, I don't think I would have necessarily admitted it out loud, but I think up until that point in my life, I probably thought suicide was kind of a selfish act. You know, like, why would someone do that? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? They're just, they're just looking for attention or whatever it is. And yet when I realized when I was in that moment, I really believed with all my heart that, that everyone would be better. I was doing the world a service. I was doing my kids a, a service mm. by, by checking out. Um, and I remember my laying goodness. on the floor, getting ready to do it. And what I realized was I, I had this just, I mean, I, I call it a God moment. You know, I had this moment of clarity where I realized, you know, nobody's coming to save me and I can either check out right now or I've got to be my own hero. And realizing that, that I would have to do the work, I would have to be my own hero. And it didn't get better overnight, right? I made that decision to go, 
all right, well, if it even if it got better in 20 years, even if it took that long, it'd probably be worth it to 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 stay. And started doing those little step by little step. And it was not easy. And yet just realizing, um, you know, can I get better? Could this ever get better? If this does get better, I'm gonna help other people that are struggling with the same thing. Just kind of those were kind of things I kept having to tell myself over and over. Mm, um, I can't imagine what a a challenging process that was, but thank goodness for that God moment yeah. where you were like, okay, wait a minute. Um, and I think you, you brought up a really good point because even if, uh, you know, when we have those God moments, God still wants us to put in the work. Right. He's not going right. to come in and just ma- wave a magic wand yeah. and make it all better. God doesn't work like yes. that. And so, you know, you were kind of realizing, okay, this is a God moment, but I've got to put mm-hmm. in that work. I've got to do it myself. I've got to be my own hero and just put it in. So tell me more about that process, what that process looked like, because that is a huge, low, low, low point. How do you go from there to being at the very top again? What does that look uh, like? I think I think for me, the first thing probably was just reestablishing and as weird as it sounds i think it was reestablishing my identity and realizing who i am and i think up until that point i i had, i had slowly crept into letting my possessions and the way people viewed me and how i looked and everything else i, I had let that become my identity and i think a big part of this was going back to who who i really am and who I really oh, am is, yeah, one. you know, is, is a child of God. I'm love. I'm kind. I'm ambitious. I'm resent. I'm, I'm, I'm resourceful. I, you know, and kind of getting back to who I really am was a big, big piece of that. Um, and realizing yes. that getting back to our yes, identity in yes, Jesus exactly. Christ, it's so easy to um, to associate our identity with what we've accomplished, yes. what we're capable uh-huh. of, um, uh, any type of uh, success, but even, you know, also finding that identity in our struggles and our failures and letting that define right. us. So I think that's an amazing first step of realizing, hey, my I have found my identity in the wrong Amen. things. Yeah. Okay, so what was the next one? So I th- and then I think the next step was just starting to do the work, you know, starting to, um, I think the next thing was just getting that clear vision of what it could look like if I got back up, you know what I mean? So I, I mean, I got divorced, had mountains and mountains of debt and going, you know, when I had several hundred thousand dollars of debt, it felt like <laughs> the end of the world. And yet realizing that, hey, when I'm I, sure. you know, when I'm making a couple million dollars a year, this won't be, this won't be that big of a deal. And kind of, I, I, just, I had to believe in, in some hope in the future, realizing that me being a father isn't going to look the way I thought it was going to look, but I still can be a great dad. It's just going to be different. And I think a big part was realizing, you know, as I went through that, like realizing me beating myself up and staying down, you know, in, in a sense, wasn't actually doing anything for, for, for people around me. Like me, be, I think especially as high achievers, we can kind of beat ourselves up. And what I realized is Definitely. I was actually getting something out of feeling like crap, right? Like when I beat myself, when I, like I would just beat the crap out of myself emotionally. And, you know, I'm terrible. You're, you're crap, you know, all this stuff. And what I realized was I was actually just being a really fancy type of a victim. I was still being a victim, even though I felt like I was taking responsibility. Oh, I was just being a really yeah. fancy version of a victim. And, and just that yes, victim mentality. Yeah, I, was, I was just a victim dressed up in a tuxedo. And, and I realized like my kids, oh, that's a powerful yeah, statement. Yeah, and and my, my kids weren't, nothing was getting better by me not 
getting my shoes back on and going to and going to make money and take care of my family, you know? So realizing that I was just being a victim and really getting back up and starting to do the actions, right? And I think one of the things, a powerful statement that, that a coach told me years ago kind of written my mind and said, the only way to live a, a perfect life is to make the next right decision. And, and that's kind of what I started to do. I couldn't figure out the next 20 decisions, but I could make the next right decision. And, and that just kind of became my oh, mantra. that is interesting. Yeah. Just, yeah, what's the yes. next, what's the next yeah. right decision? But I love how you put your, your kids into the equation and realizing that you weren't doing anybody right. any favors and you weren't teaching anything to your family yes. if you stayed at this point and using that victim mentality. Woe is me. I've, you know, I keep getting all the, the tough breaks. You know, I've had all kinds of awful luck here um, and really kind of pulling yourself together and keeping it simple. I also heard you say that, like keeping it simple. What is that next mm-hmm. right first step? What's that next right. step? What's the next step here? So um, I really, I really love that. So what was next after and that? And that was, you know, kind of coming up with my list of questions, which were, you know, um, and I have eight different ones, but but some of those questions are, you know, what can I control? What can I not control? Um, right. And, and, and then what's what's the next right thing to do? But really coming up with kind of my list of questions to help me take actions and to realize that I needed to um, basically pre-plan for these kinds of things. I need to come up with a way to pre-plan for, for failure um, or for when things go wrong. So kind of I've made that my mission over the next several years was to figure out how do I teach people how to, how to get back up. You know, it's funny that in our physical world, we have all these strategies for getting back up. You know, it's like you have a spare tire, you have a first aid kit somewhere, you've got a hiding yeah. key somewhere, you know, around your house, you know, all these different things. We have all these different ways we've, we've prepared for failure in our physical world. And we have hardly any ways we've prepared for, for struggles or failure in our mental world. And I just became an admission going, look, I need more tools to get back up. I need more tools to deal with tough days. I need more tools to deal with failure. And um, building a, a toolbox of those kinds of tools has been really huge for me. That is interesting. That is interesting. It does remind me, I got to hear Jason Witten speak and he's just, you know, phenomenal with the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, he made he made reference to how he visualizes mm-hmm. gameplays. Yeah. And so he visualizes, you know, what it looks like when things go right and those plays are perfectly executed. But he also said he visualizes what to do when things go right. wrong, when that play fails. Um, and, and I thought that was that was key and that really plays into what you just said having a plan for when things go wrong because things are not just going to go the way we want them to they're not going to go the way we plan out which is really plays into our our big discussion today with these goals and resolutions what happens when things don't go well what happens when that resolution fails like in january before we even get into the next month um so let me ask you this um, what advice would you give somebody, uh, someone very similar to you who is just ready to start again in any area of life? What advice would you give them? Who? I mean, I mean, how many hours do we have? Um, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think it would start with, you know, getting as simple as this is, it's getting clear on where you want to go. Um, and it's funny, I, I teach, a, you know, I teach, you know, groups of people all the time. And you know, around this time of year, I say, you know, who wants to have the best year of your life? And every hand in the room goes up. Then I go, awesome. What does the best year of your life look like? 
and almost no one can give me an act, give me an answer, right? They can't actually describe to me so what a great year for them would look like. They go, you know, you're right, I made a lot of money and, and I didn't have a whole lot of problems. It's like, okay, well that, I don't know what that means. So I think the first thing is, is to get an idea of where you actually want to go. What do you, who do you want to be? Not just so much what do you want to do, but who do you want to be? And I think that one of the reasons why so many New Year's resolutions fail is because people focus on what they want to have, not what they, or, or they focus on what they want to gain and not necessarily who they want to become. You know, they focus on that. I want to lose 20 pounds, uh, not yes. I want to be someone that eats healthy. I, I, you know, they focus on, I want to, yeah. I want to get this, you know, I want to make a million dollars instead of who do you need to become to, that, that naturally makes a million dollars because of who they are. So I think you got to focus on where you yeah. want to go. I think it's a big thing. And then I think you have to realize most people get, they do one of two things. They go, they get clear where they want to go and they go, I'm all in. And I think what's way more powerful is to get clear where you want to go then evaluate what it's going to cost and then make the decision. We, I think we skip that middle step a lot, right? We, we, that cost yes. risk uh, yeah. analysis. Well, what's is that it what you're actually going to take? I want to lose 20 pounds. I go, awesome. Are you willing to go to the gym four days a week? And if the answer is no, we need to reassess the goal instead of just beat ourselves up about it. Does that make sense? Like we got to yeah. figure out what's it going to cost and am it I willing does. to pay that price? I think is, is a big part. And then I, I think the third thing is, we skip the practice phase. And and this is something I don't hear people talk about very often. You know, I talk about like the kind of the four P's for people all the time. You gotta, you know, plan, prepare, and then you have to practice before you actually have a process. And I think people miss the practice phase of, it's gonna take a little while to figure out what's gonna work for you, what's not gonna work for you. It's gonna figure out you need five alarms set in the morning instead of one. Um, it's gonna take a minute to figure out I need an accountability partner, I need whatever. Like you've gotta go through a little bit of the practice phase um, to figure out what's so going to work and what's not yeah. going to work. Because I think with so many of us, especially for high achievers, we're like, no, just put me in coach. Like I'm ready. And we do, we kind of miss that practice phase. And I think it, that it's the practice um, that gives us momentum. Yeah. So I talk with my coaching clients a lot about momentum, making some very small mm -hmm. sticky changes, small meaning there's so little, it almost seems insignificant. Right. Sticky meaning, hey, it's so simple, it's easy to stick with. And how do we get that ball going in the right direction? How do we like gain that momentum? And it's consistency. Yes. It's consistently doing those things and it's practicing over and over and over. I mean, there's a reason why these sports teams practice mm -hmm. a lot. They spend a lot of time uh, in preparation. And I think sometimes we forget that about life. So I think practice is is absolutely huge. Go over those four Ps again. I, oh, I really maybe, like maybe those. Yeah, go to the gym in the morning. Go on, you know, hey, I want to go to the gym in the morning. So the first P is like you plan, right? Hey, I'm going to get up at this time. Here's where I'm going to go. Then you prepare. Or does that mean like lay my clothes out or, you know, whatever I got to do, set an alarm. And then the practices, like if if, if I did that stuff and I still didn't get up on time, then I need to do something different. Maybe I need to set two alarms. Okay, well, I did that and that still didn't work. Okay, now I need to set three alarms to get an accountability partner. Okay, awesome. Now that's working. And if I can do that consistently, now I can call, now that can be a process, right? So you plan, you prepare, then you practice until you can actually establish a process that's going to work for you, whether it's time management, health management, whatever it is, um, leaning into kind of the practice phase. And obviously, like we're not talking about seven years of practice, but if, if it's going to take you a couple weeks to figure out what's going to actually work for you um i, I allow yeah. yourself that period and like you said I, I think there's there's this big thing of, of especially high achievers we throw in the towel and it's really a victim mindset 
right? Like if you throw in the towel when you screw up the second day on your diet, like you're really just being a big baby, right? It's gonna happen. Um, Mm, And stop blaming yourself, blame the process. Now, what I mean by that is people blame themselves a lot because they're relying on willpower. Willpower will screw you up and let you down. So, so it it was their process to mess them up. It's like you had ice cream in the fridge, get rid of that stuff, right? It it was the process. You didn't have an accountability partner that was going to, you know, you know, charge your, your credit card if you weren't there on time. It was, it was the process and the system. Stop beating yourself up start focusing on the process and the system you need to change that will allow you to have a, a, you know, at at the end of the day, a, 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 you know, process that works for you. Oh, I love that. Okay, the health coach in me is literally jumping up and down. I'm tied down by uh, by these headphones, but I'm jumping up and down. I think this is fantastic stuff and just so very simple. And I think that's what mm-hmm. we need. You know, a, a lot of these complicated processes, it just does not work. And, and it, it gets us very overwhelmed. Right. And typically when people are overwhelmed, they yep. shut down, right? So, uh, so you work with a lot of highly successful people people a lot you are the coach you're the dude and uh you are uh, you are leading people to a lot of success not just in their business but in their life so tell me like what habits are you seeing in highly successful people you know and, and I think habits go two ways. I think there's good habits and then there's bad habits. You know, some of the bad habits I see a lot is a lot of the high cheers I work with use hammer all the time, right? It's like just more, more, more beat it out. You know what I mean? And, and, and they, they work really, really hard. Sometimes that's not, that actually holds them back. You know what I mean? It blinds them from other opportunities. Oh, yeah. So, and then some of the good habits are they, they do eventually come to terms with the consistency. They, like you were talking about just a second ago, they come to terms with like the small consistent actions that really do add up. And I think one of the things that, that we're able to help them with is, you know, keep them focused on the right stuff and help them ignore the stuff that isn't serving them. I love it. I love it. Um, It is. It's that consistency. And you brought up a really good point because I've noticed the same thing. I've, you know, I've got some clients who are very highly successful, um, type A, just achievers, just driven, performance driven achievers. And what I've noticed with all of those folks is that there is a tendency as we're just pushing, we just keep pushing and we're burning the candle at Uh both ends. And then we hit this extreme burnout. Okay. So let's talk about that a little bit. Let's unpack that. What does this look like to, to take a very, what I call a holistic, a whole self approach to self care, to taking care of yourself when it comes to physical health, mental health, emotional health, and spiritual health. What does that look like? And do you think this all goes together? I just, I think it all does. And I'm so, a couple words, I'm so sick and tired of hearing are, you know, burnout, stress, and overwhelm. And and, and here's why those words tick me off so much because they aren't actual things, right? Like, like it's amazing how, you know, a month and a half ago, everyone, you know, so many people start talking about burnout. And it was so interesting because I guarantee you if the, if the, if the year was three months longer, if it was 15 months instead of 12 months, I guarantee you, I wouldn't hear about burnout for another two and a half months, right? It's this mindset thing and and it's such BS. People go, I'm so burned out. I'm so stressed out, whatever it is. And and stress isn't always a negative thing, but we've got these mindsets that are just messing us up. And what what I think, well, we make it our mantra. We just make it our mantra. You know, someone says, Hey, how are you? And our first response is I'm so busy. We're so busy. Busy. Yes. We're oh, so busy. Nuts. 
it's, it's, our, it's mantra. our mantra it, it's become our natural way of being and it's messed up like if you really if you really i mean you know about stress probably way more than i do but when you look at stress like what does it do your blood pressure goes up your bowels say hey we don't need to work right now right like your body literally oh, yeah it, it, your stress for a moment's okay if you're holding on to stress is is terrible for you and, and what you really see, most people go, i go well what are you stressed out they can't even tell me right they go i'm so stressed but stress in and of itself isn't an actual thing, but it can cause more stress, which is interesting. So it, it I think it's, and it's, yes. our response. So it's going through the smoke and down to the fire, right? The smoke is I'm stressed. I'm overwhelmed. I'm burnt out, blah, 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 blah. And you got to go through all that smoke and go down to the fire. And people are dying because they're dying of smoke inhalation because they never get to the source of the issue. Right. And in most house fires, people die from smoke inhalation before they actually die from fire. And it's the same thing in business, same thing in health. People, people die from smoke before they get down to the root issue of what's actually causing this, what's actually not working. Right. So so I think our job is like you you do this all the time, right? Going through what's actually not working in your world and and diving down to the source cause of this stuff that's really going on. And for so many people, it's they have a a life that's not sustainable. Their schedule, their health, their routines aren't sustainable. So for most of the high achievers you and I work with, right? They go, they go, they they drive at 250 miles an hour, then they crash and burn. They got to spend a week in the hospital, right? Or they got to take this, uh, you know, seven vacations, whatever it is, they go back down to zero they go 250 miles an hour crash and burn 250 miles right so it's figuring out what's a sustainable way of living um that that's intentional that's that's you know that's focused that's in momentum that's not this up and down all the time yeah yeah i agree and it's just that it reminds me of that saying you know albert einstein the definition of insanity Mm -hmm. is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results and so it's time for something different it's time for us to take that very very holistic approach and stop this extreme and maybe do some things differently what has held us back in the in the past and you're exactly right that's something that i'm talking about every single day is hey let's get to the root of the issue you here if you're overweight and you seem to not be able to lose weight why is that let's let's get to that root issue and really explore that so we know what's holding you back you really can't have a hard time being successful unless you take a moment to look back and go okay why haven't I been successful in the past what's made me unsuccessful at this in the past so that leads me to my next question um give us some tips to keep in mind when someone is they're like okay i know i need to set some goals i need to make some resolutions but dang i don't even know like where to start like i think i've messed up on this in the past yeah. where do i start what are some simple tips for well, setting those goals i think goals this goes right back to what you were talking about just a second ago it's like when you have a frustration instead of taking medication do an investigation so when you when you have oh, a frustration it. Say that yeah. one more time, when, Wayne. When you That's have good. a frustration, good instead of taking medication, do an investigation. So how many people go, man, I, I feel like crap and they just take a bunch of aspirin. And, and, and instead of figuring out why do they feel like crap, and I see this for high achievers all the time, right? Instead of figuring out why something isn't working, they just use more hammer. They just use more aspirin. They just use more whatever it is. So in, instead of figuring out what's causing the frustration. So if someone's frustrated that they haven't hit their yearly goals, instead of just setting new ones and grabbing hammer and just trying that this should hopefully this year will be different. Um, it, like, let's do an investigation. Let's figure out what's causing you not to hit the goals. Where do you have goals that are in conflict? Do you have goals that that aren't serving you? Do you have goals that you think are supposed to be your goals yet aren't really your goals? You know. So I think you've got to go dive into that. And a lot of times when people aren't hitting their goals, it's because they're nailing an unconscious goal. 
They're not hitting a conscious goal because they're nailing an unconscious goal. And what you and I both do is, is we drive, we dive through that. We do an investigation to help figure out what, what's really going on. And then we can do something instead of, you know, using just hammer or just taking a bunch of, you know, pills, aspirin, whatever it is, hoping it'll, hoping it'll just magically get better. So I think the biggest thing is to figure out what, you know, get real, figure out what's causing this and, and, and go to the source that dive through the smoke, get to the actual source of the issue. What's causing me to not hit my goals. And as, as you are, I think one of the things I love so much about what you do is, is you're, you and I have the same philosophy. It's like, there's not one size fits all. Right. So, so it's not I mean, like, Hey, yeah. just, there's this one answer for everybody. It's for, it's different for everybody. It's a different schedule. It's a different set of routines. It's different goals and really figure out what's that customized plan to help someone know if I follow this plan, yeah. I'm going to be able to succeed because this actually is real doable and it works for me. It's a personalized, customized approach. And we have to realize that our life, our health is not, our family is not a one size fits all. Like, I mean, you know, and I think we kind of get into that comparison game, especially when it comes to health and business, you know, we just start comparing. We're looking at, we're looking at, at Joe over there and we're like, hey, he's really got it together. He's doing great. Or he, he followed this diet. I think I'm going to do the same and have the same results. And we've got to take that very customized, individualized approach. So you brought up um, just use, use someone else to really help you dig deep and get Mm -hmm. to the root of the issue so you and I do this for a living and we absolutely love what we do because we love empowering and encouraging others to take action and really putting together that customized approach for them so let me ask you this how would somebody know when like they've gotten to that point where they know they need Mm -hmm. some assistance like how do they know okay you know what I don't know that I'm doing too well on my own how do I how do I know if I need assistance? How do I know if I need a business coach, a life yeah. coach, a counselor, a health coach? Well, I How think do they you have know? to ask yourself, like, do I have um, a condition? And I think the condition that a lot of people have is human. And uh, if you have the human condition, you probably need some help. And, and, here's, what I, and, and here's what I mean by that. Like, yeah. like the yeah. human condition means I'm naturally going to go back to what's easy. The human condition is like an object at rest typically stays at rest, right? Like, like I have a condition called human and that's going to mean I'm going to need some help. I'm going to need some other people to help me along the way yep. if I'm going to reach my full potential. If you don't want to reach your full potential, go do it on your own. Um, but but here's, I love there's a quote, I think by Eleanor Roosevelt. And she said, you're not going to live long enough to make all the mistakes on your own. So you better learn from other people. Oh, I, I think like that. The, the people like that, that you and I work with, they could all do it on their own. It's just going to take them way longer and cost them way too much, whether it's time, money, or energy, right? By doing it with us, yeah, they're able yeah. to do it faster and a whole lot less beat up. So I, I don't think it's a question of like, can someone do it on their own? I, they absolutely get everybody you and I coach could do go do it on their own, right? Like they're all awesome, amazing people, yet you're, you're, you're fighting with two hands tied behind your back if you're trying to do this without someone else's insight and seeing what you don't see. Yes. And I know for me personally, it's setting that ego Mm. to the side. I've got this, I've got this, this, this thing of people need to think Mm -hmm. I have it all together. Mm -hmm. And man, that is a huge burden. So it takes even, it takes a little bit more for me to ask for help. I I was like, man, if I was just more motivated, if I was just more driven, if I was just more whatever, I, I wouldn't need help. Right. Like I viewed it as, 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 man, I was kind of, I was kind of messed up if I needed help. And then I realized is every single person I look up to, 
like every person that I'm aspiring to, like I, I really look up to those people. They all have coaches, accountability, mentors. And I'm like, well, if all these people need it, I probably need it too. I'm not broken. I just have that freaking condition called yeah. human. And I'm going to, uh, I'm going to need some help if I'm ever going to reach my full potential. So it's not you're broken. I actually was, was, was smart by getting leverage on myself in areas I needed to, to get some leverage on myself. For sure. For sure. It's, it's getting over ourselves enough to mm-hmm. ask for help and say, look, I don't have it right. all figured out. I'm not going right. to have it all figured out because there's just a lot. There's mm-hmm. a lot out there and it's overwhelming. And it's just nice to have somebody in your corner kind of guiding yep. you and directing yep. you. So I know for me, having um, a, a health coach myself, having a business coach and um, receiving counseling yeah. in the past, it's yeah. just so very valuable. God, it's just some good stuff. But like I said, for me is it was getting over myself and Mm -hmm. getting over that dang Mm -hmm. ego so Wayne this has been the most phenomenal discussion just very enlightening and empowering for folks so I cannot thank you enough for being um, a part of this and spending time with us today I want to make sure that people know where to find you so tell us about that probably the best thing somebody can do is go on Amazon and grab my book The Art of Getting Back Up and The Art of Getting Back Up has literally took me a decade to write it and it's all about how do you how do you pre-plan for tough times or if you're in a tough time how do you get back up quick and it's all about helping people recover quickly and it's written for high achievers how how do they recover quickly how do they work with people around them to help them recover quickly and it's it's real that's probably the best thing to do go grab that book on amazon um and then you know obviously they can find us on social media just most of my handles are just wayne salmons and then go find us on social media and uh love to join the conversation I love it. I love it. And then also HeroNation.com is another place they can find you. Guys, I'm going to tell you this book. I have this book. I've read this book. It is absolutely phenomenal. Just the the vulnerability in this book. It's very, very practical. Um, And so if you have failed... And I know you have because we all have. If you have failed, you have to read this book. Uh, It is. It's fantastic. So I'm so glad you gave them. Um, And we'll make sure uh, to, as we push this out there, that you have the direct link on Amazon to get that book because I don't want you to miss out. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Remember to also subscribe to us on your favorite platform of choice, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram. You can find us at Inspire Healthy Harmony. You can also join in the Facebook discussion about failure, about goals, about resolutions, what gets in your way. We'll have a rousing discussion right there. And as always, you can also find us at inspirehealthyharmony.com is our website. And so I'm so glad you joined us today. A great discussion, Wayne. Until next time, y'all have a good one. Bye, y'all.